So I ought to come tonight and preach on Rahab the harlot. Another picture of the grace of God. And I want to entitle the message tonight on the harlot that was saved by the scarlet. And I'm glad the blood of Jesus Christ, through the manifold grace of God, still saves old sinners. Joshua chapter number 2, we'll read just a couple of verses to get a gist of our text. And then without any introduction, we're just going to ride in and preach something. Joshua chapter number 2 and verse number 13. Then she, speaking of Rahab, then she let them down by a cord through the window. For her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. Look down in verse number 18. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and thy father's household. Praise God, I believe in household salvation. Home unto thee. Go over to chapter number 6, and let's look at the end of the story, how it turned out. Verse number 22, Joshua 6 and verse number 22. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house and bring out, and bring out, And bring out, and bring out, Lord God, honey, I'm going to get out of here one of these days. And bring out, thence the woman, and all that she hath, as ye swear unto her. Now the first part of verse verse 25 is enough to make a Methodist want to get sprinkled again. It is enough to make a Presbyterian kick the back end of his choir robe out. Or it's enough for a Baptist to wake up in church and holler, Hallelujah. Look in verse number 25. If tonight you've been looking for a place to get a case of the happiness, right here is a good spot. If you've been looking for a place to lose your dignity, pull up right here and have yourself a spell. Verse number 25 And Joshua. Now let me just say, you remember the Old Testament name Joshua is the same New Testament word as Jesus. For the Old Testament name Joshua means Savior of the people. Moses, a type of the law, led them to the banks of the Jordan. But that is as far as Moses could go. So Moses died. And God brought in a Joshua. A savior of the people. And he alone led them across the Jordan. For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. What the law could not do, and that it was weak, Jesus, our heavenly Joshua, or if you're really from the country, our heavenly Joshua. And that really ain't too bad, because Joshua did make a way. What the law could not do, and that it was weak, our heavenly Joshua accomplished through the grace of God what we couldn't do for ourselves. So the Old Testament Joshua name is the New Testament name Jesus. For thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall do what? Save his people from their sin. Now with that in mind, look in verse number 25. I got wrote down in the margin of my Bible, run right here. Verse number 25. And Joshua, read it out loud with me. And Joshua saved Rahab the Glory. And Joshua saved 
Rahab the harlot alive. Tonight, if you're under this tabernacle, and if you've ever sided with God against yourself, and trusted the blood of Jesus Christ, you could stand up tonight without any reservation and claim Joshua 6.25 is your last verse. So Jesus saved Joe. So Jesus saved Wade. So Jesus saved Jim. So Jesus saved Bubba. Praise God. I wonder if there's anybody under this tabernacle tonight like Rahab the harlot. You have been saved by the heavenly Joshua. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive. Have you ever, have you preachers ever had a verse you like so good you just want to say it over and over again? And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive and her father's household and all that she had. And she dwelleth in Israel unto this day because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. I want to preach tonight on this little woman, Rahab the harlot, that was saved by the scarlet. Don't forget the sister verse in the New Testament where it says, By faith, Rahab the harlot. For justification has always been not of works lest any man should boast. But by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember I said last evening that any act of God, any move of God, any word from God toward you and I is nothing more than a divine act of amazing grace. None of us under this tabernacle tonight deserve the very breath that we breathe. Much less a home in heaven. But God in grace came to where we were. So we might go to where he is. A harlot that was saved by the scarlet. Number one tonight in our text, I want you to notice her condition. May I remind you her condition is like the condition of all of us before grace came. She was a sinner by birth and by nature and by choice. Even where she is from denotes her desperate condition. She doesn't live in Jerusalem. She doesn't live in Bethlehem, Judea. She lives in a town called Jericho. And you say, well, what is so bad about Jericho? It was under the curse and condemnation of the God of Israel. God had already pronounced judgment on Jericho. I mean the dark cloud was already gathered in the sky. And God had always predicted that one day Jericho will be judged and overthrown by God. You say, Brother Joe, what has that got to do with us? All of us were born into this world. And this world tonight is under the curse and condemnation of Almighty God. If you're here tonight and you're living like there is no end, then you're living a foolish life. Because the judgment of God is coming to this world. In fact, the Bible said that Jesus will come and he'll carry out vengeance on this world against those who know not God nor believe the gospel. This world is not headed for heaven. This world is not headed for the millennium. This world is not headed for the kingdom of God. This world is headed to hell on a bobsled and it's going further and further away from God. She is not only from this city 
under the condemnation of God. But she was born in this city under the condemnation of God. She is a sinner because of where she was born. May I say I was not born a child of God. I was not born a saint of God. I was not born into the family of God until I got born again by the grace of God. The psalmist said in Psalm, 100 and, uh, Psalm 51 in verse 5, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Rahab is a sinner, not only because she's from Jericho, but that's where she was born. She was born into a sinful world. And every man and woman and boy and girl under this tabernacle tonight, you are born a sinner into the midst of a sinful world. Someone said, what have I got to do to be a sinner? Just be born the first time. What have I got to do to be saved? Just be born again. For the first time you were born, you were born by the will of the flesh. The first time you were born, you were born depraved and alienated from God. The first time you were born, you were born in darkness. And the first time you were born, you were born to live on this earth and die and go to hell. But I'm glad I have been born again. And the second time I was born, I was not born by the will of the flesh. I was born by the will of God. The first time I was born, I was born by the seed of my daddy and mother. But the second time I was born, I was born by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. The first time I was born, I was born by contaminated blood. But the second time I was born, I was born by immaculate, pure, precious, holy, divine blood. The first time I was born, I was born to die. But the second time I was born, I was born to live. The first time I was born, I was born to live here and die and go to hell. But the last time I was born, I was born to never die and live forever in heaven. I'm glad I can tell you tonight I have been born again. She was a sinner by birth she was a sinner because she was born into a world condemned by God. According to chapter number 2 in verse 1, she's not only a sinner by birth, she is a sinner by nature. She is not only born into a sinless world, but she is living the life of a sinner. She is doing what comes natural to sinners. She is living a sinner's life. She is not known as Rahab, the Sunday school teacher. She is not known as Rahab, the godly mother. She is not called Rahab, the beautiful mother of all living. It explicitly says in our text, she is called Rahab, the harlot. She lived the life of a harlot. She lived a life of ungodliness. In fact, that name harlot was the same name as Rahab. If you said harlot, they knew it was Rahab. If you said Rahab, they knew she was the harlot. I mean, her reputation is soiled. She has no influence. I mean, she is not only born a sinner, but she's living like a sinner every day of her life. The Bible said she is a harlot and she has a house upon the town wall. I would never be vulgar in this mixed company tonight, but what she is, she is a prostitute and she's running a house of prostitution and she's the queen bee of a house of sin and ungodliness. And the reason why she's a harlot is because she's a sinner. And the reason why she's a sinner is because she was born a sinner. Her life magnifies her heart. The fruits of her life magnifies her nature.
her. She is a sinner. She is born a sinner. She lives like a sinner. And she's going to die a sinner. She's alienated from God. She's a stranger to God. She has no promise of God. She has no relationship with God. I mean, brothers, she is a sinner. She is a wicked sinner. She is a lost sinner. She lives every day of her life under the black cloud of the condemnation of God. And there is a hell that awaits her. There is a fire that awaits her. There is a judgment that awaits her. And I'm telling you, if you're under this tabernacle tonight and you've never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and trusted the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ, you are a sinner. And hell is your home. You're not waiting to be condemned. The Bible has said we are condemned already. For my Bible tells me that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. My Bible tells me because of one man's sin, sin it into the world and death by sin, for all have sinned. My Bible tells me for the wages of sin is death. My Bible tells me the soul that sinneth shall surely die. My Bible tells me there is none righteous. No, not one. My Bible tells me there is no man that's good nor seeketh after God. We are sinners. We were born sinners. We live like sinners. And we'd have died like sinners. And went to hell where sinners go. But I'm glad that's not the end of the story. And aren't you glad that's not the end of your story? Aren't you glad God loves sinners? And Jesus loves sinners? And grace pursues sinners? And the only hope for sinners is a divine act of the grace of God. I'm glad God's grace is sufficient for all sinners. For where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Her condition. Number two, something else in the text. Notice her conviction. Now she's a sinner. Enjoying the life of a sinner. No doubt making a living at being a sinner. But all of a sudden one day two men uproot her world. They are two men from the covenant. They are two men from the God of Israel. It's not an accident that in biblical numerics God's going to set up two as a witness. It's not an accident that two is the number of witness. It's not an accident that Jesus died between two thieves. It is not an accident that two angels sat on either side of the empty slab. It is not an accident that Jesus was accompanied to heaven by two men clothed in white. It will not be an accident when God raises those two witnesses from the dead in the book of the Revelation. It is not an accident that he sent his disciples out two by two. It's not an accident there are two parts to your Bible. An Old Testament and a New Testament. Amen. It's not an accident that God's got two Siamese twins. Grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. Here she is living the life of a sinner. Enjoying the life of a sinner. Making a living at being a sinner. And all of a sudden two men she's never met, she's never heard of, uproot her world. They knock on her door and they say ma'am, there's a bunch of people after us. We've come out to spy this land. Can we lodge here for a little while? And she said, well now tell me one more time who you people are. See, he said that we're Semites. We're Jews. Uh, We're some of them folks that's been delivered by the glory to God. We're some of them folks uh, uh, that's uh, (laughs) uh, been washed in the blood of that Paschal Lamb. Uh, uh, we're part of that crowd uh, that was slaves in Egypt uh, for 450 years. Uh, and it looked like we was going to die that way. Uh, but one day we heard that that was a lamb without spot, without blemish. Uh, and praise God, uh, we got under the shelter of the blood. Uh, and we got redeemed by the blood. Uh, and God redeemed us at the Red Sea. Uh, and the very thing that brought our deliverance uh, brought destruction.
destruction of the enemies of God. She said, oh my, I've heard about you. I've heard about you. I've heard about you. But most of all, boys, I've heard about you, God. I've heard about you, God. I heard what he did to the Egyptians. I heard that he drowned an army at the Red Sea. And that ain't all. I heard y'all was a coming this way. And she says in chapter number 2, this very statement. She said when we heard that y'all was a coming. She said our hearts did melt. She said, our hearts did melt. And in plain old southern language, she meant, we got scared to death. Our hearts began to melt. We were sore afraid. I wouldn't give you two cents for this bubble come popping religion some people have. I want to tell you when I got under conviction, I was scared to death. My heart melted. I was afraid that I was going to drop off into hell. We called it that white knuckle conviction where you hold on to the pew so hard. That's the knuckles turn wide. You say, I don't believe in all that. Yeah, you may go to hell too. I'm glad God saved sinners, but God's never saved anybody that didn't get under Holy Ghost conviction, that saw themselves a sinner, and the fear of God came over them. I'm here to tell you, thank God for the day when the Holy Ghost got a hold of you and made sin exceedingly sinful and put the fear of God in you and you got afraid and said, oh God, I don't want to go to hell. And somebody said, well, I think you ought to get saved for more than just not wanting to go to hell. I mean to tell you if that's the only reason why you can think of to get saved tonight, that's a good one. She said, we heard. And when we heard, we got scared. Our hearts melted. We got so afraid. And she said, when we heard... What happened? We melted. We got afraid. Our will broke. Our pride broke. She said, you know, for years, there's not been an army we've been afraid of. Because we got an outer wall and we got an inner wall. There's never been another city. There's never been another king. There's never been another country that we have ever been afraid of. Because we got an outer wall and we got an inner wall. In fact, that outer wall is so wide that six chariots abreast could walk around that wall. She said, we've never been afraid of any city. I've never been afraid of any king. Lord God, I've always felt safe on the inside of my wall. But I heard that your God, Red Seas mean nothing to him. Pyramids mean nothing to him. Pharaohs mean nothing to him. And if the Red Sea couldn't stop him, and if Pharaoh couldn't stop him, I knew them were ha, he, ha, ha, hip, hip. I knew them all. Hey, do you remember? I said, by God, do you remember when the Holy Ghost came by and knocked out all the props and knocked out all the crutches? You thought you'd hide from God. But where you gonna go to hide from God? I'll tell you, water can't stop him. He'll walk on it. A mountain can't stop it. He'll lower it. A valley can't stop him. He'll exalt it. Fire can't stop him. He'll walk around in it. Amen. A cross can't stop him. He'll bleed on it. A tomb can't stop him. He'll march out on the other side. The devil can't handle him. Hell on on him. And the earth can't stand him. I'm telling you, thank God for the day when the Holy Ghost convinced you you couldn't run from God. You couldn't hide from God. None of your stuff would keep God away. She said when we heard how great He was, how powerful He was, how holy He was, we got afraid. Our hearts melted. I don't want to go to hell with this outfit. Her conviction. She's never had a reason to be afraid of anybody inside of that city till she heard that God was coming. One day some boys in our church was 
working out on a job and one of them rednecks got to cursing God. One of them said, hey man, don't do that. He kept on cursing God. He said, hey, what you need? He said, you need to come to our church and let our pastor put the fear of God into you. That boy said, I ain't afraid of your preacher, your church, your God, or nobody. And to prove it, I'll be there Sunday. Boy, here he came strutting in like he was the kingpin. Had that old arrogant look, that old chin and nose up. He was a crude rude and a bad mood, and he was the real dude. And he just jiving all over that place. That's how they walk in Atlanta. He was jiving, styling and profiling. And so he sat in the middle section. The fat old arrogant look, bring it on. Well, the choir began to sing. And some of the sisters began to shout. I like it, I like it, I like it. Man, I had a measure of liberty and began to preach like forked lightning. Bless God, I had the devil coming in the back door, the false prophets coming in the front door, and them beasts and scorpions and revelations coming through the windows. I've preached on hell hot and eternity long, and I saw God hit him with a dose of conviction. Son, like you gut punched it. Mm. Boy, that head went down, that chin went down, that strut went down. And don't you love to see big old macho rednecks cry? They the ugliest people in the world when they cry, cause they don't want to cry. They, their mama and daddy one told them it was sissy to cry. And boy, they the man, boy, they the man, they the man. But when God breaks them, when the God of heaven sovereignly conquers their stubborn will, they go boy he didn't strut out bless God they about had to carry him out he's white as a ghost I mean he left wounded put it this way he was under under so much conviction he came back Sunday night bless God and some of your members don't even do that he was under such conviction he came back on Wednesday night and a bunch of you don't even do that can I get a witness Boy, I'm never home on Wednesday night much, but I happen to be home that Wednesday night. This so boy never going to church a day in his life. He didn't know any kind of religious jargo. He came to me. He said, hey, dude, I want to talk to you. I said, dude, I want to talk to you too. I said, what do you want to talk about? He said, I got a problem. What is it? He said, I don't really know, but it's bad. He said, while ago, you said something about being saved. And I don't even know what that means but it sounds like that's what I need he said I've come tonight to see if I could get some more information oh the save word I said son you're in business I said there's a lot of things we could talk about that I couldn't help you but if you want to talk about saved 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 we're in business and to make a long story short went back to the office and I went down the Romans road by the way all roads lead to Calvary if they paid with the blood of Jesus I said look here son the Bible said all that sinned and come show the glory of God he said that's me I said the Bible said chapter number 5 death is passed upon all man for all that sin. Yeah, that's me. I said, chapter 6 said, for the wages of sin is death. He said, yeah, that's me. I said, but don't die there, son. Let's roll over to chapter number 9. For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For if the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, for the scripture saith, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. He jumped up and said, that's it. That's it. That's what I'm after. He said, when do you think I can get the saved word? I said, how bad you want it? He said, real bad. I said, probably right now. I said, get in there and call on God. Ask God to save you. He said, how do I do it? I said, just call on God. Ask God to save you. He went, oh God, save me. You say, what happened to him? By God, what do you think? He got saved, amen. 
Oh, aren't you glad one night that the Spirit of God revealed your condition and showed you Buddy Calvary? Thank God I'm glad tonight her condition, her conviction. Thank God she didn't stay a harlot. She didn't stay a sinner. She didn't stay an outcast. She was brought into the family. Thank God the harlot got saved by the scarlet. Praise God. Woo! Her condition. Her conviction. Number three, her commitment. She said, I don't want to go to hell when everybody else does. She said, uh, I'm going to believe the word of these two witnesses. You'll get that after a while. I'm going to believe the word of these two witnesses. And I don't want to die in this bunch. This whole outfit's going to hell and I don't want to go. Remember me. They said, all right, because you've exercised faith. Where do you get that from? I done quoted it nine times. Hebrews 11. By faith, Rahab the harlot, perish not. For the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. We are the children of God by faith, by faith, by faith, real faith, lasting faith, saving faith. Yeah. And she said, well, I want a token. I looked up that little word token and it means proof of purchase. I want a token. I want something that when I begin to doubt and wonder, I want something I can look to and say, that says it for me. Token. Proof of purchase. A punch ticket. A guaranteed passage. Absolute assurance. Token. Where have I read that before? Oh yeah, when Noah stepped off of the ark, God said, I'm going to make you a promise. And I'm going to give you a proof of purchase, a stamp ticket, an assured rite of passage. Every time you see that rainbow in the sky, that's my token. Token. Where have I read that again? Oh yeah, in the book of Exodus, when they put the blood on the door, their purchase ticket. Proof of purchase. Assured rite of passage. God said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And the blood shall be a token. When you begin to doubt, when you get to wondering, just point to the blood and say, that speaks from, well, glory. She said, I need proof of purchase. I need a rite of passage. I need a token. And he said, I'll tell you what you do. You take that scarlet cord. Now, I don't want to bog down right here, but there was some scarlet cords. She was a maker of flax. She'd go down to that fertile Jordan River bank and cut down them reeds, take them on her rooftop and dry them out and weave them together and make cord then she would dye them in scarlet so there was a scarlet cord available and she let them down by the scarlet cord the same thing glory to God hallelujah thus amen thus well glory amen the same thing that saved them saved her and the same thing that saved her saved them and the reason why they could recommend the scarlet cord my God they knew my experience because that's what had saved them that's why that old time preacher stood up and said go to Jesus go to the cross trust the blood you know why he's been there he's been there and he knows it works because it worked in him 
his life. Take that scarlet cord and bind it in the window. And when we pass by, and when every house on your street is about ready to fall, you will be okay. Because you're behind the token. The scarlet thread. It's not an accident that it wasn't white. It's not an accident that it wasn't green. It's not an accident that it wasn't blue. Then why was it scarlet? Well, that scarlet means some things. Though your sins be a scarlet, they say once that darlet scar, a dye of scarlet ever got into something, it never got out. And boy, there's a lot of people tonight whose lives are scarlet up and they don't think it'll ever get out. But Isaiah said, Though your sins be a scarlet, they shall be white as snow. The only power that can break scarlet is the chemical compound found in blood. I said the only thing that can break the compound of scarlet is the chemical compound in blood. Lord God, I'm about to enjoy my own preaching. Let's turn that back around. You know, they said if scarlet ever gets in something, it never comes out. I'll tell you, if the Holy Ghost ever takes you to bloody Calvary and you get washed in the scarlet blood of Jesus Christ, it'll never be taken out. It is forever and forever and forever. How did they get scarlet? That was a little worm, about an inch and a half long, that lived and died on a tree. Did you hear what I said? That was a little worm, about an inch and a half long, that lived and died on a tree. And they would crush that little worm on the side of the tree. And when he was crushed, he would expel fluid, dye that becomes scarlet. Psalm 22. A prophecy concerning the death of Jesus Christ upon the cross. For he said, the dogs and the bulls Compass me about. My tongue cleaves to my mouth. My bones are out of joint. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He said, I am a worm. Like that little worm that lives and dies on a tree. But after I'm crushed, I will expel a fluid from my body that will make a die. That can never be washed away. Lord have mercy. Someone said how did you get out of Jericho? How did you get over being a sinner? Amen. That was a savior. That lived and died on a tree. That was wounded for our transgressions. That was crushed under the weight of a sovereign God. And he said, oh, he gave out a cleansing dye called the precious blood of Jesus Christ that washes from sin, that cleanses from sin, that the devil can't never take away. Praise God, it's a picture of going to the cross and being saved by the blood of Jesus. Someone said, Brother Joe, what's your token? How do you know you're saved? Praise God, it's tied in my heart, the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm in the line and I can't be gotten out. Hallelujah. She put her faith in something that was provided because the living died. She saved 
because she put her faith in something provided because the innocent died for the guilty. She escaped the judgment of God because her faith was in something provided because the innocent died for the guilty. She escaped the fire because she put her faith in something provided by the living that died by God that the dying may live. How do you know, Rahab? Right there's my token. Once you a harlot? Yep. Once you born among these people? Yes. Weren't you under the same curse they were? Yes, sir. What do you got to say for yourself? I ain't got nothing to say. Look in the window. The cord speaks for me. Oh, there's people that knew you a long time ago. And they say, oh, he goes to church now. More than that, glory to God, I'm saved. He goes to prayer and shouts and cries and acts like one of them holy rollers. What's wrong with you, man? What do you got to say for yourself? And you say, nothing, I'll let the blood speak for me. That's right, brother. Amen. Her condition, her conviction, her commitment. Now notice her ceremony. Now watch this now. The judgment of God comes and it begins to shake Jericho She's fine. And everybody that's in there with her's fine. They're crumbling all around her. She's fine. She's behind the line. I can see her, she said. Dad, you better come over here with the line. Hallelujah. I need a mother. Come here, mother. You sit down. It ain't your wife. Come here. here. Dad, I'm going to let you be my daddy. Will you be my daddy? I ain't never been that ugly. God bless you, son. Dad, mom, you better get in behind the line. Judgments is coming. We need some little ones. I need some little young ones. Come on, just anybody volunteer. Come on. on. I need some little young ones. Amen. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to get everybody I can. Oh, yeah. Come on, youngins. Let's go in the house. It's about to get real ugly out here. Let's go in here where the peace is. Let's go in here where the provision is. I'm going to tell you something, boy. Don't worry about a thing. We're behind the line. Now, come here now. Y'all going to see some things. Y'all going to hear some stuff. It's going to be rough for a little while. There'll be some shaking. It's all right now. Amen. It's all right. About that time they hear them horses coming. They hear the scuffling soldiers' feet. They hear the shouts of the of the saints of God. Boy, the earth begins to shake. Little pieces of rock begin to fall. That little house. She says, "Okay, now. It's okay." Though 10,000 may fall by thy right hand, the plague shall not come nigh unto thy dwelling. Gonna get a little shaky. Gonna get a little bouncy. But this is just the beginning of sorrows. We're all right. It's bad out there, but it's good in here. It's noisy out there, but it's quiet in here. It's getting dark out there, but the light's on in here. But now listen, listen, don't get lifted up with pride. We were just like them, and we'd still be like them. This is the only thing between us and them. I'll be back Oh, may I tell you, bless God, the only difference between you tonight and everybody else in this world is lost without God is the scarlet cord that was provided at Calvary where the innocent died for the guilty, where the living died that the dying may live. Thank God I'm glad between you tonight and the flames of hell is the scarlet line, the old cross, the blood of Jesus Christ. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Don't be afraid. It's okay. This is the beginning of sorrows. Who is it? It's the deliverer. It's Joshua. It said, Joshua, save Rahab the harlot. And guess who's coming to get you and me? It won't be Moses, Elijah, nor an angel, but the Lord himself. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? It's the Savior. Hey, Joshua. He said, I told you he's going to be all right. I told you not to be afraid of all that shaking. He's behind the blood. That's the beginning of sorrows. Now, young'uns, there's something worse than this coming. The fires are coming. The fire is coming. The fire is coming. And we got to get out before the fire falls. So come on. We're going to get out before the fire falls. Follow me. Safety's this way. Deliverance is this way. Amen. Salvation's this way. Come on, youngins. We got to get out of the fire. Now, now, come on over here. We don't care what happens over there. Now, we're out. Let the fire fall. Boy, about that time, the fire did fall. And I believe they gathered around and said, you know what? That should have been us a burning in that fire. That should have been us a burning in that fire. I hear right up. She said, but I'm going to tell you something. I mean, I was a sinner. You knew my life. I was, I was a harlot. You, you, knew what, you knew all about me. And I know y'all didn't want nothing to do with me and everything, but man, these two people come by one day and interrupted my world. I mean, I was enjoying my life till them two witnesses came by. And, oh, God, they tore me up. And Man, I heard about that powerful, wonderful, loving God. And I said, I don't want to die and go to hell with these people. And, and all I did was, all I did was put a little faith in something provided by the death of another. And oh man, the scarlet—that's our token. Hey man, we got out of here because somebody lived and somebody died. We got out of here because it should have been us, but it wasn't us. It was him. Hey, ain't that good? You see that fire up there? That should have been us. We ought to be burning right in the midst of it, but we're not. Isn't it good? Isn't it good not to burn the fire? You know, I believe that's worth all the criticism. I believe that's worth all the challenges. Boy, isn't it, ain't you glad we ain't burning in the fire? We're just one big happy family on the other side of the fire. Amen. About that time, about that time. Who's that? It's just the Savior again. What now? He said, well, the fire's over. Let's go to a wedding. The fire's over. Let's go to a wedding. I said, bless God, the fire's over. Let's go to a wedding. What kind? A royal wedding. What do you mean? A royal wedding. You know them people that you didn't belong to? You know them people you were strangers to? They're going to welcome you in. You're in the family. Amen. You're in the line. You're in the line. You're in the line. Grab hold of that line, son. You're in the line. You're in the line. And here's old Rahab. Little Jew boy walks up and said, I love you. Will you be mine? I'm an outcast. How can there be yours? He said, you didn't say the token's going to speak for you. You done got sewed in. And now she's in. She's in the line. She's in the family. And her and, this fa- her and this fine young man, man, they have them a son. And his name is Boaz. Can I repeat a little bit of last night? They have a son. His name's Boaz. Boaz falls in love with another Gentile named Ruth. And they have a, them a little boy named Obed. And Obed finds him a little girl and falls in love, and they have some boys. And one of them's name is Jesse, and Jesse meets a little girl and falls in love. They have them some boys, and one of them's name's David. What's well, getting better? Hallelujah. And through the centuries of time, 
that scarlet thread kept weaving in and out. And all of a sudden over yonder in Cain of Galilee, there's a little virgin girl one night laying in bed minding her own business. And the same incubating breath of God that brooded over creation. And the same incubating breath of God that breathed over the valley of dry bones. The same incubating breath of God that blowed God's breath in man's dead nostrils. Got to flexing its wings like a dove. Oh, got to incubate him. Got to overshadow him. And impregnated her with the sinless seed of the eternal God of the ages. For that which is in you is of the Holy Ghost. And early one Christmas morning, over yonder in heaven's bread basket, the scarlet thread rose up again. And unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. He's the line of the tribe of Judah, the root and the offspring of David. His name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. But oh my God Almighty, it didn't stop there. It kept on weaving and winding. It kept on sewing the hem of his garments. Praise God that one day it came by and it sewed you in. And it sewed you in. And it sewed you in. Come on family, let's take us a stroll. Isn't it good to be in the line? It might get a little noisy. It might get a little shaky. It, I mean, son, hell's about to break loose. But we ain't worried about a thing. We're behind the line. We're behind the line. And we're getting out before the fire falls. We're getting out before the fire falls. We're getting out before the fire falls. I said we're getting out before the fire falls. Hey, we're getting out for the fire falls. The only fire I'll ever feel is the fire of the Holy Ghost that's burning in my soul. But guess what? When the fire's over, we're going to a wedding. I said, bless God. When the fire's over, we're going to a wedding. I said, when the fire's over, we're going to a wedding. I said, when the fire falls, we're going to the wedding. Oh, who will come and go with me? I've received an invitation. I'm a royal descendant. I'm in the family. God is my father. Jesus is my savior. The Holy Ghost is my comforter. The Bible is my book. The church is my family. Heaven is my home. And preaching and shouting is my business. Praise God, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm a royal descendant of a king from Jerusalem. Give us a word of testimony. How do you know you're going to be saved? How do you know God loves you? How do you know you're one of them? How do you know you're going to miss the fire? How do you know you're going to do a wedding? How do you know you got a home in heaven? And aren't you glad in 2012, Lord, I'm about to get bug-eyed. Aren't you glad in 2012 that the blood's never lost its power? It's still the blood. It's still the blood. It's still the blood. We are royal descendant of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're in the family of God. We're children of the King. Hallelujah. 